It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your talk show host, Randy Fine. Today's guest, Carrie Hummingbird, Sammy, is a really interesting person, and um, her book is really, really good, The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama. Unfortunately, Carrie has not called in, and I don't know what happened. Anything can happen, and this is you know, been a situation on my show over the years. Um, sometimes guests forget. Sometimes they um, have sudden issues, emergencies that they have to go to. Um, I really don't know why Carrie is not calling into the show. And, you know, let me just read the intro because maybe she will in the time that we're talking. So, um, oh, there she is. I think there she is. Let's see. Good morning, Carrie. Hi. Hi, how are you? Yes. Is this Carrie? Oh, hi. Okay. Hi. Welcome. The show is started. Yes. Yes. We just didn't know if you were calling in. Um, But good. I'm glad you're here. That's awesome. So um, I was going to read your intro because I was almost ready to um, not do the show. But anyway, let me read the intro. Have you always felt like an outsider, a stranger in a strange land? Perhaps you've even been the black sheep of your family. Have you wanted to return home almost since you were born? Yes. Do you feel a deep call to purpose to lift the planet with your gifts? The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama, is a book by Carrie Hummingbird Sammy. In this book, she channels wisdom from White Eagle, Ascended Master of Awakening and Rainbow Light Activation of Human DNA. Carrie Hummingbird Sammy is a soul guide, shamanic healer, award-winning author, and inspirational speaker. Carrie has over 20 years of experience in leading by inspiration and a special passion for empowering women to be the artists of their lives. She mentors women to rewrite the story of their lives through inner transformation, connection to essence, remembrance of purpose, and realignment to authenticity and truth. Carrie is certified in energy medicine by the Four Winds Light Body School, certified as a spiritual coach by the Artist of the Spirit Coach Training Program and Heather Ashamara, certified in empowerment and firewalk training by Sundor, and certified as a warrior goddess facilitator. She is the past president of the Austin Chapter of the International Association of Women. And as I said before um, Carrie tuned in, she is a really, really interesting person, um, so I can't wait to get started. Um, good morning, Carrie. Thanks thanks so much for, for tuning in, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and I apologize for the delay in getting here. 
Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just happy you're here. That's okay. That's okay. Hey. Uh, so you have such an interesting name. Can you tell us where the name Carrie Hummingbird Sammy came in? Absolutely. Well, it's, it's actually like two different stories, but let me share the first part. The first part is that um, nine years ago, uh, at the bottom of my journey of darkness, uh, where I didn't really know who I was, I thought I did, but I spent a couple decades, you know, in psychotherapy trying to fix myself and getting myself more and more into a dark tunnel. I actually left um, a former relationship, so I got divorced. And in that process of getting divorced, this question came up, you know, what's my name? What's actually my name? Do I go back to my father's name? Do I, you know, do I stay in this idea about, uh, you know, patriarchal? I was really kind of getting into the space of, like, how come women have to change their name? And I had this uh, simultaneous spiritual awakening. So I was, uh, I was branching into a spiritual understanding of life that I had never had before. And I was branching into this understanding of the law of attraction, you know, that you could manifest things for yourself. So I was um, trying to get a house, and I was uh, going into a meditation to manifest the house. And at the end of the manifestation, after I'd been sort of, you know, manipulating things, like seeing myself in the house and all of this, actually um, this hummingbird out of nowhere in my vision came up at the end of this, at this meditation. And it was so profound, the way that it just like rainbow light and just whoosh, there was this hummingbird. And I didn't make it happen. It just came in from, from spirit. And it really wowed me. I thought, wow, that's amazing. And the very next second, the phone rang, and it was my realtor telling me that magically the house was now available for sale. You know, it had previously been in, in a negotiation. <laughs> so all of a sudden, here's this house. So that was confirmation for me, a big confirmation that, hey, I need to pay attention to this hummingbird thing. So when I looked it up, I realized that the messages of hummingbird were for me. This is what I'm here to do. I'm here to be a messenger. I'm here to be a, you know, a conduit between spirit and, and physical reality. And that's what the hummingbird is. So I started going by Carrie Hummingbird on social media. And my friends, of course, thought, what is the matter with her? You know, what is she doing? Why is she doing that? She's gone crazy. And, you know, it's funny because up until that point, I'd had all these psychological diagnoses that were telling me that I was crazy and that I left that model and that I tried something new and then people were saying I was crazy. So it doesn't matter. I can't, I just can't seem to escape that label. So, um, so that was how I changed my name initially to Carrie Hummingbird on social media. And then at some point um, about four years ago, I met this man who is now my husband and uh, and I felt I started falling in love with him. And um, early on in the relationship, I uh, we'd only been dating for a few weeks. I was at the grocery store really late at night, and I ended up in the in the health food aisle. And and I was talking with my mom on the phone, multitasking and getting some groceries. And this man came in, and he was standing really close to me. And I thought, this is weird. You know, I don't know who this person is. And he reached over and touched my arm, and he said, I know you. And I looked at him, and I didn't know him. I said, no, I, I don't know who you are. And he said, uh, well, you're dating my son. So here is my, my boyfriend's father. It just happens to be in the store at the same time I am, that I'm not normally there, 
in the same exact place, how does that happen? And we get into this conversation, and he tells me, my son is completely in love with you. Oh. And I said to myself, oh, my goodness. I said, well, I love him, too, you know. And it was so powerful because, for me, trust has been a big issue. Like, like I'd had all these back doors about why I couldn't trust a person. And all of a sudden, in this conversation with, with my boyfriend's father, all of those back doors just slammed shut. And I knew I was in the right place. So as I turned away from him and I started to, you know, just process this miracle that just happened, all of a sudden in my brain I realized, oh, my God, for the first time I actually realized my boyfriend, now husband's last name was Sami, S-A-M-I. And I made the connection that my brain had prevented up until that point. That word, Sami, in the lineage that I study with, which is based in Andean shamanism, the Caro people, that word Sami means light. Oh, wow. He's keeper of the light. Yeah. So now my name is Carrie Hummingbird Sami. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. It's a beautiful love story. <laughs> it is a beautiful love story. I love um, the synchronicities. And, um, you know, you, so you weren't always receptive to spirit or spirit. You, you weren't always channeling this wisdom um, that you currently channel. So did all this start at this point, or did you have these abilities or um, situations, um, experiences, I should say, prior to that? The interesting thing is that um, for most of my life, I have been aware of other people and what they're feeling, but I just didn't know that I was. I didn't trust myself. And I thought there was something wrong with me because people in my life told me that there was something wrong with me that was causing them problems. And so um, I kind of believed that storyline. So the interesting thing is that from when I was a really young child, from zero to five, there was a lot of chaos in my early life. Uh, my mom had um, you know, my, married my natural father he lived quite a chaotic life. He had a lot of, um, you know, revolution going on in his sexual identity, and um, that was uh, not necessarily the space to bring a child into um, with the stuff that was going on in, the, in that space um, that was causing some distress for my mother. My mother was from a Southern Baptist town in Texas, and she was having her own crisis of, like, identity. So here I come into this situation, you know, and uh, and she very quickly um, left that relationship and then got into another one that was actually even more dangerous, like, you know, the frying pan into the fire thing. You know, this person seemed really nice and seemed really awesome, and then he ended up to be a violent drunk. And he tried to kill my mom right in front of me and would beat her up and um, physically violent. So um, my early life was very tumultuous. What I realize now from looking back, because it's only hindsight is twenty twenty is I realized, wow, you know, I stretched my empathy muscles really far to anticipate danger because I had no power other than my empathy. I had no power other than my feeling senses. So I really exercised that muscle very strongly. And throughout my life, I found myself, you know, reaching into other people's fields, reaching into them to see what was they were feeling or thinking. 
And my perception was so deep that I could know things about people that they didn't even know about themselves yet. So whenever I would share with people, I think this is what's going on with you, or I think you're angry with me, but they were trying to cover it up, they would deny it and say, no, I'm not. No, I'm not angry. No, I'm not feeling that. And and then, but uh, but then it would come out later that they actually did. So I always had this like conflict within myself. Do I know what I know? Do I not know what I know? And it was really only when I finally gave up trying to fit into a model that didn't suit me. You know, I finally gave up trying to fix myself in psychotherapy, trying to find the thing that was wrong with me. Um, trying to label and shame myself when I finally gave up on that because that was my experience. I'm not saying that's everybody's experience in psychotherapy, but that was what it ended up doing to me. I finally said, you know what? I'm going to embrace who I am and figure it out. I'm going to discover myself. That's when spirituality opened up for me, and that's the doorway that really has unlocked my confidence in my empathy, these skills that I've worked so hard to in my life as my self-defense mechanism really um, I finally trust it, you know, by some teachers that taught me how to use it. Yeah, so it's been an evolution. That's that's a wonderful evolution. You know, it's interesting. Uh, in the work that I do with narcissistic abuse uh, survivors, those who have experienced um, violence, anger, narcissism in their childhood every single one of them is empathic as an adult and you explained it beautifully because you not only do you expand your empathic muscle but you become your you become heightened in your awareness to the energy around you because that is your protection Absolutely. So as an adult, it's what I call like you be, energetic yeah. vigilance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So, and I, um, I've never seen this to be not a truth. You know, every single person I've worked with is empathic, and that makes recovering from a difficult childhood even more difficult because until you know that you're energetically sensitive, you're going to be in pain from just everything around you because you're an emotional sponge right is that was that part of what was hurting you so much yes and there's an there's an added complication here <laughs> that i found that i discovered which is that um you know as my book talks about the second wave um there's a wave of people souls on the planet right now that actually came in to be part of the change of human consciousness And the only way to change human consciousness is from the inside out because this is a planet of free will. So the dedication was to embody on this planet in a line of human um, uh, ancestry where these patterns exist and disrupt it from the inside out, meaning that the people who embodied into these patterns of suffering they um, they have an inner knowing that didn't get removed. They have an inner knowing that, that love is not this way. They have an inner knowing that there's got to be a better way, that there's something better, and they and they have an inner striving to get there through personal work, through personal development. And that guiding force within each person that embodied as part of the second wave has led to a revolution of personal growth, has led to people saying, you know what, 
I'm empathic, the discovery of the word. Um, I am a feeler. I know what's going on. I've stretched my senses, and I can feel what's happening all around me. And so the, the last piece of that is, yeah, there is um, a sense of responsibility addition to just a childhood desire to help, which most children want to help when they come in. They want to help their parents, right? So, so they, they um, take on things that aren't theirs because out of that just natural innocent desire to help. On top of that is the reality that, yes, many people actually came in to help during this. So there is a sense of responsibility to help solve this issue. So those things right there make it, make it a huge burden for anybody who um, is like uh, in this position of, of a second wave into an incarnation where there's this pattern of narcissism disrupting it through our work. And, um, and, but you've got to come to the next piece, which is, oh, it's not – I am responsible. I did sign up to come in to help with this, with this epidemic on Earth and to shift human consciousness – and I did cultivate really strong muscles of empathy to do that. And now I can make the transition to healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries about, you know, that um, I'm, I'm here to help, but I'm not here to carry the load. There's a big difference. I'm here to help. I'm here to guide, but I'm not here to carry a load. And I'll just share one little, um, one little uh, download vision I got one morning from my guide, White Eagle, um, one morning I was lying in bed waking up and I got a vision of a, of a man walking in a meadow. And I thought, this is curious. So I went, took a closer look at the man and the man had a huge sack on his back. And when I looked at the sack, the sack was wriggling. And I thought, this is strange. Why is the sack wriggling? And I looked on the inside and it was filled with sheep. And then I heard White Eagle say, sheep can walk. And I got a really powerful message that day. I am here to guide, and I believe many people who have these monster, amazing powers of, of empathy are here to guide and help, but we don't need to carry people. They need right. to walk. We need right. to guide. Um, I don't know if, um, if you guys missed me, but my line was cut off and so I called back in but maybe you've just been talking the whole time and nobody even missed me so that's that's really good <laughs> that's really good Perfect timing. that's amazing okay well um I really really like that perspective that's a really positive perspective and I know that that will help a lot of people to understand why they've had to go through what they've gone through so your book is titled the second wave transcending the human drama explain to us what the second wave is absolutely so i touched on it just a minute ago but i'll go deeper because this is really um, important to help people to wake up if they feel like this might be them so okay um dolores cannon years ago um decades ago um, she's now departed this earthly plane, but decades ago she developed this hypnosis technique called quantum healing hypnosis technique, QHHT. And this helps people to access their soul level consciousness, what she calls the subconscious, which has all the information about who you really are, all the past lives you've had, you know, all the future lives you've had, you know, who you are. And in from this state, she could actually realize she could ask questions of this subconscious and get answers back. So 
so, you know, people would ask questions and before the hypnosis uh, session, and then she would ask the questions, and then they come out of hypnosis, and she's got the answers, which is pretty helpful. Don't we all want that? So during this process, she started interviewing souls. And what she realized was that um, some of them would say, oh, I'm in, the, I'm in the first wave. And others would say, I'm in the second wave. So she got curious, what is this? And it turns out these are waves of, of souls that have come to volunteer, voluntarily help Earth ascend its consciousness, humanity ascend its consciousness. And so um, that's, that's who those people are, and they're just um, different waves of the same effort. And uh, for the second wave, as I said, um, some, some hallmark characteristics are you came in to a family where there's some very um, difficult patterns of uh, human suffering passed down from generation to generation that need disruption. And um, you probably have had an inner knowing that things could be better, and you've worked on yourself relentlessly to make it so. And, um, and over the last couple of years, you probably have had the message now is the time, the time is now, something very urgent needs to happen. And you've been trying to figure out what that is, you know, and get, al- <laughs> get aligned, you know, so you could do the thing that you were supposed to do. So that's, that's those are some hallmarks of, like, being in a second wave. Okay. You are, um, you channel wisdom from White Eagle, the Ascended Master of Awakening and Rainbow Light Activation of Human DNA. How did you, when did you first hear or channel White Eagle and the wisdom that he had to share with you? Well, this is a dawning awareness. It started to happen through my healing sessions, actually, because I got trained as a healing um, arts professional from the Four Winds Society. And as I started practicing the illumination process, I started um, surrendering to this consciousness that was guiding my healing sessions. And during that, pro- during that whole time frame, this is why it's kind of hard to talk about it in one little piece or one story, during that time frame, I also was simultaneously deepening to, in a desire to connect with my Cherokee ancestry because in the third dimension, um, this physical reality, that had gotten disconnected because my ancestor could pass for white. So she changed her name and whitewashed herself. So that history, that, that connection with a whole part of my history just dropped out. So I was looking to reestablish that. And um, so I went to the Cherokee village in um, the replica village in the Smoky Mountains, and I started asking around for help. And the first year that I went asking for help, I didn't get anywhere. But two years later, I went back again and, and asked again, and, and I got connected with somebody who um, said he could help me. And as I was leaving to go to the meeting spot he recommended, he would be there in a few minutes, all of a sudden I felt this large, like, softball or great Texas grapefruit-sized ball of energy just, just whoosh in through the back of my head where my head meets my neck. And all of a sudden I was dizzy. I had to sit down. My boys were with me. I was like, I don't know what just happened. I feel very dizzy. I'm seeing trees breathe. Like, this is very crazy right now and um and i that lasted for a couple of weeks that sensation of like being very disoriented and the trees breathing and seeing things in a new way and um and then i also began my journey of working with a medicine man on the trail of tears who um who was watching all of his people die 
and felt responsible for advocating for peace when he's watching everybody he loves die and thinking, I got the wrong message. So um, I've been processing that aspect of me for ever since. So, you know, a good six, seven years of processing that um, aspect of me that rejoined me at that time, at that moment. And now we're in a partnership. So gradual awareness is through very, a lot of different experiences, some of which I share in the book. I finally realized who this was, is White Eagle. And so it's, it's just been a really interesting um, evolution of my understanding of this aspect of me that has had physical incarnations and has also ascended. So it's just so fascinating. All of the whole thing has been such a journey. And it's great because everybody can take a, their own version of this, right? So everybody gets a unique story when they connect in with their higher power and they get to that place where you can commune and connect and, and actually converse. I've had actual, in, um, with some aid of some plant medicine, I've, I've had an actual face-to-face conversation with White Eagle, which was completely unanticipated and profound. Like it connected all the dots, and I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot about all those things you just reminded me of. So thank you. Because <laughs> our brains tend to submerge details, right? They tend to make them go under. So we forget. True. True. So were you on the um, the Trail of Tears? And by the way, um, that was when the Native Americans were pushed out by by the people on this. Yeah, the settlers. Okay. That's so sad. Were you there? Do you think? Was, were you were you on the train of? Yes. Um, yeah. You yeah. Were. This aspect of me, this medicine man, who was a White Eagle peace chief. And yes, he was there, and um, that, and so in, in, in essence, the larger me was there, and uh, and I I felt all the grief, you know, literally I would just burst out crying. I've done a lot of processing and healing on it for the last six years, seven years since it, that that realization, that integration happened. It was profound. I mean, there was just so much, so much grief, so much grief out of nowhere, you know, just like not in my personal reality in this lifetime, that level of grief. And, um, yeah, I, it's been a journey to heal that. Wow. How tragic. What a horrible totally thing tragic. that was. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. It's so you tell, us, <laughs> yeah. you tell us that we are in the second, those of us in the second wave are old souls and master teachers from some of us have reincarnated, um, some of us are from across the galaxy, but we've all come to Earth for this transition into the age of Aquarius. So what is this age of Aquarius that we've been hearing about since the 60s? So isn't it so great, that song, the age of Aquarius? Yes. Like I actually went back to listen to that. Can you imagine, like that is just so galactic. I mean, when you listen to that music, I listen to it now. I'm like, this is so, these people are not from this planet. (laughs) I mean, where does that come from? So it's so obvious to me now, but yeah, we are, we're on the, so that was the first wave. That was the first wave planting the seeds into the minds of those that were born starting the second wave. So isn't that interesting? So Mr. Rogers and all of this planting the seeds in our minds of equality 
And now here we are in our 50s, and we're like, we're the elders. We're stepping <laughs> into our power. We're the second wave. Getting chills yet? Because I'm getting chills all over my body. Oh, my so gosh. So this is a plan. This has been planned very effectively. And so the important thing now, which is why I was told to write this book and get it out very quickly, I was basically told last year in February, write this book, and it needs to be published by July. And I thought, how the heck am I going to do that? It's not very quick. But I sat and channeled it. That's how. I didn't write it. I sat and channeled it. And it was done very quickly. I got it out. The thing has been on the bestseller list internationally ever since on Amazon. It's just hanging out in the top 100, you know, like fluctuating around. And I'm not doing anything to make that happen. I mean, White Eagle is. <laughs> I, I'm just here, obviously. you know, holding space. <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously. So. obviously. So, so, you know, what I found interesting yeah. about what you said is that, you know, some of us, and, and I – I say all the time that I am not of this planet. I, I've never felt like I, like I fit in here. I, I can't eat the foods. I don't adapt to the, to the environment. Everything about it is wrong for me. <laughs> so, um, so it's interesting, you know, that you say some of us came from across the galaxy. So what do you mean by that when, you know, that were some of us are aliens or um, exactly, you know, what exactly do you mean by that? Well, you know, do we really think that earth is the only planet that you can incarnate on? <laughs> that would be fairly limited. right? So right. I mean, just, just using pure logic, we could say that there's other places in the galaxy that we could incarnate on that we'd have a different kind of experience than we're having here on earth. So, so yeah, I mean, people have, are channeling all kinds of things about Pleiadians and all these other, you know, Syrians and all these other um, consciousnesses, you know. And so um, that's another whole exploration that I'm, I'm very earth-focused. Even though I know that we're, the second wave includes people from around the galaxy, right now we're on earth. So my focus has always been about Earth, but there's lots of other people out there whose uh, channels are very open, channeling wisdom from other um, consciousnesses mm -hmm. that uh, would be, you know, if, if anybody is listening has an interest in that, there's lots of information available to help okay. you navigate that if that's something you want to do. But, you know, we're here on Earth right now, so I'm all about helping people understand the Earth allies, you know, making harmony with Earth. So part of Part of what makes it hard to be on Earth is the is once you get in here and it's so radically different than where else you've been, there's a big resistance to being here. So like I don't <laughs> like the density, you know, I don't like um, you know, how people act. You know, this is a very it's a very challenging experience to come in yes. to this plane of existence with the level of animosity and hatred and um history that we're processing. <laughs> it's a lot. It truly is. And it's, it feels oppressive, you know. So, yeah. so this this is why it's important to make good friends with Earth allies, because when you're really really grounded, when you fully embody, what happens actually is that it gets a little easier because you realize you have support. So, for example, um, we're domesticated to think that tobacco is bad. Well, that's only because tobacco has been um, misused. 
all medicine has a purpose. And indigenous people have used tobacco, have worked with tobacco as um, a support in clearing their energy fields, in making prayers, in protecting them against negative energies. So tobacco is a very useful ally, actually, when used in a sacred way and respected as a medicine. When it's used um, as, you know, just, just to like puff off and like get high or whatever, then yeah, it's being disrespected. It's going to bite you in the butt, you know, like to give you lung cancer just to, you know, say, Hey, stop abusing me. That's not what I'm here for. So (laughs) when you start to realize that these plants are conscious and they have a purpose and the animals have a purpose and the rocks and minerals have a purpose and the elements have a purpose and the four directions have a purpose, then you can actually tune into these and get along a lot better on Earth by respecting these forces. So you talk about opening sacred space, um, and I know that uh, you and I actually talked about it, and I've watched some of your uh, webinars and things that you've done, that information that you've put out there, where you actually go through this and open sacred space. Why do we want to open sacred space and I think we're supposed to do this every day, right? I Well, I recommend it. And so I want to say first, um, every, I respect and honor everyone's individual path to their spiritual connection, and in no way do I want to say that this is the only one path. However, I want to offer it for anybody who's curious and wants to run an experiment with it to see what it does for you. Um, because working with the four directions and opening sacred space, I have found creates like a bubble of sacredness around me (laughs) that can make it feel more palatable to be in the density. It actually lightens things, lightens it up, makes it less dense. And it offers support, and it's a way of intentionally saying every day, hey, I'm open for support. I'm open for help. I don't need to do this alone. I welcome the support of my ancestors I, in my physical body. I welcome the support of my star ancestry. I welcome the support of the directions and all the animals, plants, and minerals and everything that is. Help me. If you see that I, you know, I'm, I'm in a little spot, please unstuck me. You know, like I welcome you to help me. And it's just like things go smoother. So when people start to work with me, one of the first experiments I have them run is, you know, here's a little starter template for opening sacred space. Read this every day and then start to cultivate a heart connection as if when you talk to the winds of the south, you're having a conversation with a friend. When you talk to the winds of the west, you're having a conversation with a different friend. Have that, develop that, and start to feel a connection. And then just notice, like sit back and notice, is my day different today? How is it different? And this is how we build the process. And at first for some people it's very awkward, but for empathic people – You've got the superpower of being able to feel and perceive nuances and changes in energy. For most empathic people, they start this process and they go, oh, my God, I feel right away. The winds of the south is different than the winds of the west. This is amazing. I felt my ancestors come in. So it can be like this really exciting discovery process for somebody who's got nuanced feeling skills. Can we go through this process of opening sacred space for my listeners? Yes, sure. Absolutely. So let's, let's do it, everybody. Okay. Let's do it. So just take a deep breath in your belly. And close your eyes so you can tune into your senses. 
We welcome the winds of the south, Satimama. Wrap us up in your coils of light. Help us to feel present and safe and loved and supported. Help us to be in our bodies in harmony, perceiving life on earth through a new lens. Help us to feel so supported in love that it's tangible, that support in love. We welcome you into the south for that supportive container. We welcome the winds of the west. Otorongo Jaguar, protect this medicine space. Show us the way beyond fear, the way beyond death, the way over that rainbow bridge to where our dreams manifest. We welcome you into the west for your wisdom and discernment to help us to, to know what should stay and what should go. What do we expand and what would serve us to release? And help us to release with ease and grace so that it doesn't have to be so hard. Help us to let go of what we're holding on to that doesn't belong to us. And so we welcome you into the West for your support. We welcome the winds of the North, the place of our ancestors and guides, to be with us, to support us in our life's journey with your wisdom, and to help us to release whatever you might have not processed or finished understanding that came into our bodies as residual, help us to clean that up, make it life easier. We welcome all of the ascended masters and guides that guide us on our journey, and we welcome the winds of the north to really help us to know who we are in truth and to expand that knowing and to stand fully in our power on earth, united, divine, and physical. We welcome the winds of the east, eagle condor, flying so high with the great spirit. Help us to fly high as well, to see the bigger picture. Help us to realize that every moment is a new sunrise, that change can happen that quickly, that we are conscious co-creators with the great spirit. Help us to fly in harmony with that knowing. Help us to be in the void and be comfortable there as we know that we are being realigned and renowned. And so we welcome you into the east. We welcome the earth below, Pachamama, Mother Gaia. We're so grateful to be here, grateful and blessed for these beautiful, healthy, strong bodies and minds that can heal themselves instantly. We welcome the four elements, the earth, the water, the fire, the air. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for, we are made of you, and we appreciate all your wisdom and guidance to infuse us, to heal us, to guide us. We welcome all of the rocks and stones and the minerals. We welcome all of the plant medicines, tobacco, ayahuasca, peltito. We welcome the tree nations for your grounded wisdom and the breath. We could breathe deeply and be nourished. We welcome all the animal allies, the bear and fox and jaguar and white buffalo, deer, caimari, we welcome all of the bird allies, owl and hawk and eagle and condor and vulture and siwakente. We welcome the mountain spirits, Ausengate, uh, the holy mountain, and Kemaro, the holy mountain, and the Himalayas and Mount Shasta, all the mountains around the world. We welcome all the rivers, the lakes, the oceans, and the aquatic life. We welcome Mariposita, Mariposa for transformation of our consciousness. We welcome the sun, the moon, and the stars above the sunlight, the moonlight, the starlight, the rainbow light. And we welcome the support of our star nations. And 
we welcome the great spirit, God, source, creator, universe, your name, Yahweh, whatever name you use, the one that is, all that is, the unity and diversity. We welcome you to guide us. We thank you for the creation of our experience, for allowing us to have this amazing, incredible sensory experience on earth. And we thank you for all of your love, support, and guidance. Aho. Aho. Thank you. I hope everybody felt that. So now that I know this, I, I say this every day. So beautiful, isn't it? It's such a game changer. It is. It is. And, you know, I can't say I felt a difference yet, but I, I'm open to what will happen. And I'm patient. Mm. <laughs> I'm very patient. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to be. I've learned to be. So yes. Um, this the second wave. What is that the same as the fifth dimension? Or because I know that we are leaving the third dimension and going into the fifth. Some of us are. Some of us are not. So what is happening with this fifth dimension? We're approaching a new level of understanding about this physical manifested reality with the fifth dimension. So what we are actually doing as second wave is we have embodied into physical DNA, human bodies, organisms, and we are thereby when we're doing all of our work, even this conversation is an activation. Everything we're doing, listening to frequencies, you know, doing healing sessions, doing Reiki, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. all of it is all contributing to the lightening, the enlightening of the physical being, the DNA. And then that becomes like um, packets of information that can be communicated by light waves with other uh, humans. And all of this is designed to support the human vessel in ascending an awareness to the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension is always there. It's there. It's been there. There's other dimensions above that that are there. From human consciousness, however, it's been inaccessible up until now, except for the rare few enlightened people. But now on mass, people will be able to access this dimensional awareness because of the enlightening of the physical body and the um, reconfiguration of certain um, belief systems that were previously hindering the opening of the third eye, the pineal gland, to enable this perception and this, under, this access to this dimensional reality that is occurring all the time. So that's what we're here to do, and it's it, you could think some one of the gifts of uh, fifth dimensional uh, reality and accessing that reality is telepathy. So we are already opening to that gift by having very strong empathic skills, because em- empathy is one form of psychic connection. Um, there's other forms, obviously, clairaudience, um, you know, visual seeing visions, but using your senses and your feelings is another form of, of psychic ability. And so telepathy is, is that ability to connect with one another um, energetically, perceptually, 
without being in the same space. So it's, it's an expansion of what little moments of happen all the time. Little moments happen like where you're thinking about somebody really hard and then they call you, you know. So that happens for a lot of people. But this is an expansion of that into a space where this is your normal state, where you have much more access to you, um, connecting with others telepathically without being in physical presence. So that's what I that's that's the information I'm getting. Yeah. So many of us are in the fifth dimension. Are we living entirely in the fifth dimension or are we back and forth? Well that this is spectrum, right? So we vacillate. <laughs> we vacillate in awareness. So this I love Paul Selig's teachings for this because he explains it pretty well. So Paul Selig, S-E-L-I-G, he does the teachings of I am the word. And um, his latest teaching, one of his latest teachings, is uh, about the upper room. And the upper room, of course, is the fifth dimension and above, right? So it's, um, it's a perceptual state. When we vibrate at that perceptual state, we are in a space of, um, you know, that's very different than when we vibrate in a perceptual state of the third dimension. But we can easily drag ourselves back down the mountain into the third dimension, you know, by getting angry at something and then engaging in that anger in a way as as to continue um, a denser vibratory pattern. So anger is part of the human experience. And um, when it arises, it's a clue that something's out of alignment. And so um, if you engage with the anger and go down the tunnel of the anger back down into the third dimension and you're walking back down the mountain, you can just imagine that this is a mountain. You're walking back down the mountain to meet somebody in a, in a third dimensional um, vibratory state that's more dense. So rather than do that, the practice now is to, is to be aware of that to notice that your physical body is going to still raise, you know, emotional experiences, but you can, you can interpret those emotional experiences through a different lens, but this is a training process. This is a learning and practicing process. So you could say, Oh, there's the energy of anger arising. Okay. That's telling me that I need to slow down, take a look at this and explore it. And then, um, you know, elevate everything until the fifth dimension the, you know, the higher room, the upper room, and then re-know it in a new way and then lift anybody who's engaging in that with me from a lower place, lift them up to the, to the fifth dimension with me. So I lift them with me and then it can be re-known and then they either accept that lifting or not, but, um, but it's put at the edge of their field so that it's easier for them to access it. If we condemn another person or judge another person for like, gosh, you're so third dimensional, what a sheep you are, when we go at it from that place, we actually lower ourselves back down into the third dimension and then we got to climb back up the mountain. <laughs> you know? So, okay. so this is, you know, like it's not a snap one and done. It's not like, okay, I flipped the light switch on and now I'm in the fifth dimension. No, it's like it vacillates, you know, because we're retraining every cell of our body and every cell of our brain and all of our historical memories and how we, you know, start all of our patterns, we're retraining everything to stay in the fifth dimension. It's going to take a process and everybody's going to get there on their own time. So I hope that answers that question. It does. Is there a point in which humanity <laughs> will all switch to the fifth dimension? Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> I think so. 
we're aiming for that, you know. Yeah, At some point absolutely. in the future, we know what happened. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Carrie, you conduct circles and um, workshops. Can you tell us about the things that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. So my normal program that I offer people is called Reinvent Yourself, um, otherwise known in a group setting as Butterfly Circle. And that program is designed, it's a year-long program for the group circle, and it's designed to help people to make this transition from understanding perceptual states of who they are. It's designed to help people shift identity from the personality self that they came in to be, that book of fate, into the book of destiny where their soul is really leading everything. And so that process is, um, you know, it's a delicate process. There's a lot of discernment and awareness and practices and spiritual tools and healing meditations and all kinds of stuff in that, that program that, you know, people can do with me individually or in a group setting. And then I have these adjunct things that come in, like um, recently this, during the COVID process, I was prompted to create a short series called Liberation because there's a lot of things we're liberating from right now. Um, and anybody who wants to hop in that, they're all recorded. And then the new series I'm starting actually tomorrow is called Deep Ocean. And Deep Ocean is about accessing inner peace, um, the soul space, and bringing that vibration through all the challenges. So it's no longer is it about avoiding and blocking out all the toxicity and everything like that. It's about really coming from the place of peace and bringing that peace as you through everything you see before you to transmute it and re-know it. And so that, that's the teaching that's coming forward now, and I'll be another eight weeks on that. So I, I tend to have these short little things that pop in timely to support people in the process that's happening right now. Um, those things are all on my website as well. And, I, you know, I lead firewalks, and I have a podcast. You know, I'm just kind of multifaceted. I do a lot of things. I'm a eclectic. <laughs> I'm eclectic in you my are eclectic. But – from what yeah. I got from the last um, recording that you did is that you have been prompted to get the message out to as many people as you possibly can. So yeah. you're working tirelessly to reach yes. as many people as you can, correct? Yes, yes, I am. And even like my social media presence, especially on Facebook, um, I do a lot of pro bono work there. <laughs> you know? So um, I don't we all. often raise. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I'm doing all kinds of pro bono work here, but yeah. But the collective, you know, this is what I'm called to do. You know, I'm called to to spot things that are going on, and then I've, you know, all of us have a very unique um, human design, and so I encourage everybody to look up your human design chart or, or even gene keys, which I really love now. I'm into that now um, because it explains so much about your refined purpose. Like generally we all understand that we're here for the, you know, the ascension of human consciousness, but each of us is tackling different pieces of it. So it's really good to know like where you're supposed to focus. You know, so these, these tools are helpful to help you like narrow the focus a little bit so you don't feel so overwhelmed. Um, so I'm called to, to raise up topics that address, um, and expose for people like um, the, the systems of opinion and judgment and um, denial, what denial does, and, and uh, integrity and things like that. So there's certain things I'm, I'm called to, you know, injustice, things like that. I'm called to raise that up. So I'll often engage 
in um, discussions that are quite extensive and take a lot of time to process online. But they serve as they serve as a space for people who are curious but afraid to get involved to kind of lurk, you know, and learn by reading through the comments and seeing how the whole energy is going and just feeling and getting a demonstration that you can have really challenging conversations that don't end in war. Like you can have really challenging conversations that, that lead to an understanding and empathy. So I do, yeah, I do a lot of pro bono work online. <laughs> and your podcast is called Soul Nectar? It's called Soul Nectar Show. Yeah, so that's uh, that website is soulnectar.show. Yeah. Okay. Is that your general website? My default website uh, where everything can be found is kerryhummingbird.com. It's K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com. And on there you'll find access to the programs I talked about, the Deep Ocean and the Liberation Series. You'll find access to the Reinvent Yourself program. You can book a discovery call. And uh, you can also download uh, the free game. I have a free Oracle game that's called the Love Mastery Game, which is such a cool game. It doesn't tell you what's going to happen because that would be a spoiler. But what it does do is help you navigate the puzzle you're working on right now so that you understand, okay, what mastery principle am I working on? What state of being am I working on? Am I practicing? And, you know, what earth ally would support me in this uh, exploration? So it just gives you some added tools for processing your current life challenge in a new way. And that can be downloaded from my website, kerryhummingbird.com. That's K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com, forward slash play. Okay, cool. Uh, You talk in your book, and we're kind of running out of time, but you talk in your book about shifting our identification from the personality we always thought we were to the divine spark under all that crust. You use the word crust, which is something that we come here with and we have to sort of get rid of. We have to get rid of our crust. Um, So can you just – I know that we are all a divine spark. Can you just speak about that topic, um, who we are and – sort of what we need to do, and we really only have a few minutes, but <laughs> I know it's a big topic. Well, let's see what White Eagle can do here. Yeah, so so this is the secret we keep from ourselves. <laughs> this is a game. We're playing a game. It doesn't feel like a game sometimes. It feels really horrible and disgusting. We hate it. But it feel, it's, a, it's a game intended to teach. So, you know, souls come here to learn. This is earth school. We come here to learn and grow. So everybody's learning and growing. Even the ascended masters and the wise ones from across the universe, we're all learning and growing at the level to which we're able to learn and grow. So everybody's in the same boat. We're all learning. You know, it's like we're all learning from each other, which is the great way about it. It's, it's equal, equal. There's no, like, hierarchy. There's no I'm better than you are and all that kind of stuff. It's just an equal. We're just learning different lessons. So um, the, the vehicle for learning is to, to obscure who you really are so you can find your way back to it. So when you come in and you're the false personality, that's a tool to obscure who you really are through a lens that helps you learn something new about yourself as a soul. So that's the whole purpose of it. And you choose it. That's why human design type and gene keys and all that kind of stuff is really interesting, astrology, because you can see that there's a design to your personality this time around. There's an intentional design. You're actually working on certain things. You're, you want to discover certain things about yourself. So 
the process of the crust is is the grit that helps you to refine the diamond that you already are underneath. You are that diamond. And we want to, like, strengthen it, understand it in new ways, add to the experience of it. You know, we all – the whole thing with the universe is an expansion. We all want to expand to know more about ourselves. We want to love ourselves more. Like, if it's possible to love ourselves more, we want to do that. You know, so that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're doing it by limitation. <laughs> and we are all part of the divine. We're all a divine yes. spark from the source, every one of us. And we're – we're perfectly imperfect. The whole plan is perfect, even though it looks imperfect as all get out. It's perfect. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, Carrie, you know, I'm so happy to speak with you. I'm so happy to have you share all this with us. Um, and your book, The Second Wave, is wonderful. I've read it. I actually have it in my hands right now. Um, and I've read it. And um I recommend it highly for everybody. Um, I don't really have to because it's an international bestseller, so so everybody is 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 sort of getting on the train of reading this book, which is important. We all need to. But anyway, uh, I thank you so so much for the work that you do and for this book that you channeled and for being my guest today and and educating us and sharing with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Randy, and just love to everybody, all your listeners. Just so much love. Love back. (laughs) We love you back. Okay, Carrie, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. So we are out of time, but if you have any comments or questions, you can email me at loveyourlifeatrandyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.